shit crank. What's up, y'all, and welcome back for season two of the Melanin 360 podcast. I'm back from my summertime hiatus. I know y'all miss me, but your girl is back and I have some great things in store for you all. So in addition to more guests, new topics and new segments, I'm also going to be doing a lot more shows by myself and I have a lot to say. So I hope you guys are ready and stay tuned. But with that being said, I am going to introduce my guests for today. Um, right here, I have Mr. Jamal Jackson. Hi, Jamal. Hello, hello, Hi. hello, hello. Um, Jamal is the owner and operator of Huck Spirits, and he sells the most amazing wines and sangrias. Thank you. Thank as you, you can see, I have right here on our table. I love Huck Spirits. Um, so, Jamal. Yes. Uh, if you've listened to any of my shows, mm-hmm. you will know that Melanin 360 is all about the culture it's all about all things black and brown mm-hmm. and i feel like the pinnacle of black culture was in the 90s mm-hmm, me too. We, yeah i mean we have a lot of stuff going on now don't get me wrong but the 90s was just like mm-hmm. the era where i feel like we soared mm-hmm. so in order for the listeners and the viewers to get to know you a little bit i always feel like you can learn a lot about a person mm-hmm. by their taste in music mm-hmm. so if i were to ask you what 90s hip-hop or R&B song was kind of, you know, in your spirit for the day, mm-hmm. what would it be and why? Uh, motivation, uh, motivationally, It's Mine by uh, Nas and Mob Deep. Mm, um, good choice. Just uh, the tempo, the look, the uh, just the energy of that song and just pushing through it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love Mob Deep. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I think Mob Deep was underrated. Me Don't too. you think so? I do. I do. I, I know definitely so. think yeah. they was underrated um so. for rappers yeah. coming out of, you know, coming out of New York like yeah. that, but um hopefully, you know, y'all go download this song. <laughs> I try to tell people every week, like every couple weeks I release mm-hmm. a playlist mm-hmm. um of all the songs yeah. that have been mentioned on the show. Mm-hmm. So, y'all go go put that song on your Spotify, your iTunes, okay? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick a song for this week, it would be Four Page Letter by Aaliyah. Oh, yeah. That was a great one. Yes. Mostly because, you know, her music just got re-released yes. on iTunes. Thank God. Mm-hmm. You know, no thanks to you, Barry Hankerson, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to go there. But um, I love that album. Mm-hmm. I was in high school when it came out. Mm-hmm. And that whole album just spoke to me. Yes. You know, and I thought Four Page Letter, like, you couldn't tell me. That that wasn't me in my room writing to this dude. <laughs> that's a beautiful song. Very beautiful song. It really song. is. Yeah, it yeah. really is. So that's my song for the week. You mm-hmm. know, so giving y'all some tunes to jam to. Mm-hmm. But um, now we're going to move on to the portion that I like to call All Up In Your Business. Okay. 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 Um, so tell the people a little bit about yourself. Like who you are, where you're from, what you do, all okay. of that. All right. So I'm Jamal Jackson. Born and raised in Baltimore, uh, lived in Virginia, went to Virginia State, um, mastered in partying, minored in bullshit. Okay, HBCU. (laughs) (laughs) But I ended up uh, getting some real world experience and it helped mold my life working at Capital One, working for telecommunications and just um, that was the origination of kind of building me up to who I am now. And... uh, Mr. Hospitality. I worked in ten different Marriotts. Uh, I bartended around 
not around the world, but around the United States and in Cuba and um, just an outgoing person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Hug Spirits, mm -hmm. how did this baby <laughs> get born? Like, how did Hug Spirits come to be? Okay. So, it's a combination. Uh, a combination of my trips to Cuba, Havana, mm -hmm. um, and discovering the delicious rums that they have down there. Okay. And the delicious wines and having the ability to... I'm a master mojito maker, but also Ooh. I had to master... Um, they have a great blends of uh, rum and wine down there. And um, at the bar I worked at in Baltimore, uh, we had a sangria that was on draft. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know they did that. Yes. So, okay. it was, uh, Riz, I'm not even giving them a shout out. But uh, <laughs> they were um, a, a sangria that was on draft, but it was weak. Mm -hmm. It was weak. So... Customers used to come in while I was bartending, and they used to ask for a Sheila Dixon. Mm -hmm. So what that was is that was that sangria with Grand Marnier in it. Okay. So that was original. It kicked it up a notch. Kicked it up a notch. All right. So um, the manager, the bar manager, saw me making that for a customer, and he said, man, I challenge you to make a cocktail out of that. Out of that. And I'm going to tell you, the prototype flavor was uh, that draft sangria, Grand Marnier, and Malibu rum. Okay. That layered concoction ended up being a top seller. I threw parties off of that that creation. I was on the news for that creation. Nice. It was just that was the genesis of of me creating sangria. Okay. That was a genesis blend. So okay. the prototype and um, what ended up happening from there is I transferred down to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So we no longer had uh, draft sangria, but we had, um, I worked at the W downtown in Atlanta. We had uh, dead stock, which is stuff they want to get out of, they want to get rid of. Okay. We yes. had a whole, about as big as this room, uh, uh, inventory of dead stock wines, mm -hmm. liqueurs, liquors of all types, bacon flavored vodka. I have had bacon-flavored vodka. Mm -hmm. It's actually good. Yes, it is. It's good. Yes, it is. So I was in charge of making, not in charge, but I took charge. That's what you, I took charge of selling that stuff. I took charge of um, creating cocktails. And sometimes the wine, I, I, sold, I upsold the wine. I got rid of the merchandise, but I mastered and was able to understand wines at a whole different level because I had access to it. It was kind of like a playground. Okay. So with that being said, they used to call upon me to make sangria for events nice. when I was down there. So what ended up happening is COVID. Mm -hmm. COVID happened and I got laid off. So I came back up to, I was going to go to Miami, but I got laid off. I uh, came back to Baltimore and one of my customers, shout out to Dominique. Uh, he asked me on Facebook, do I still sell sangria? Mm -hmm. And took all that knowledge that I learned. Mm -hmm. over the years and I created my first blend and I told him yes okay and um, it's just word of mouth that's what happened okay and it's been a blessing I'm here to tell you all that this sangria is amazing thank you even if you're not a wine drinker you will love this stuff mm -hmm. so where did the name Huck's spirits come from so I'm gonna. It's, it's gonna be funny, but don't take. Don't be too sensitive. So it's gonna be funny. <laughs> okay. So so the original uh, name of the cocktail was called the Huxtable. 
Okay. The people used to come to the bar and say, "Can I get the Huxtable?" Okay. Because it was because <laughs> <laughs> it was it's, it, it was it was it's a sneaky so that what, is hilarious. It's a sneaky though. blend. Okay. So when I created the sangria, I wanted to attract the wine drinker, the traditional wine drinker, and the traditional, let's say, hard Hennessy. Hennessy and Coke drink. I wanted to attract them and bring them together. So I knew, knew to do that, you must create a balanced blend. Mm -hmm. So um, the original name of my prototype sangria was called the Huxtable. Okay. And with the Huxtable, um, that's bad connotation. So I could guess. not could not no, be called. No, so, no, no, so, can't do that. Is bad for business. Absolutely. So and but it originated with it being called the Huxtable. Mm -hmm. So with that being said is that I uh, LLC the company Hux Spirits because it's, it's in the spirits of what I created, which was the Huxtable, but I couldn't name it the Huxtable. Mm -hmm. And the dream originated from my trips to Cuba, which uh, um, was like eye-opening. It was just kind of like a, a wonderful, great experience that I have and I love Caribbean islands, so mm -hmm. it's just the dream, uh, the Huxpers and Sangria all came together, and that's okay. where we're at, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. and now, that was a piece of the story that I didn't know, and I've always wanted to ask <laughs> you about where the name where it came from, yeah. and I was like, did it come from the Huxable? But I didn't know, yeah, so now yeah, I know. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so let me ask you another mm -hmm, question. Mm -hmm. Typically, people that look like you and I are not in the mm -hmm. wine industry. Mm -hmm. How has that been for you? Like, have you faced oh, any hurdles question. or challenges with, you know, I don't question. know, wineries or getting mm -hmm. your licensing and stuff like that? Yes. And um, I want to give a shout out to our community. Okay. Because without you, without you, I would be nothing. Because what I'm creating is something different. So I'm bucking something that is a ceiling that I'm running into. Mm -hmm. I'm bucking something that um, hasn't been created before. And with that being said, the powers that be, it's a threshold that you must, uh, or channels that you must go through normally mm -hmm. to create what I'm creating. Right. Because of our community, I didn't have to do that, go that route. So okay. I, I have a great product that sells and it, I have the numbers to back it up. So with that being said, is when I present it to a tradi traditional market, they're like, wow, this is sangria? Why do you call it sangria? Then I give them the backstory of it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a traditional sangria. It's not something you're going to drink a whole gallon to get feel good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's a balance. But yes, I have had so troubles and challenges, access to capital, access to uh, distribution, access market access to products so all of those things i've, I've heard, faced and that's why that song it's mine is so important because i mean you gotta um they took that loop from um what is it scarface and you just gotta have that attitude like it, you deserve this you know you gotta go after it so even on my bad days where you know it's stressful you gotta attack it and you gotta know that this product and your vision where it's going Mm -hmm. You have to know that you have to know in your heart with that and that I have to prepare, be prepared to work on a grassroots roots level like like Obama did in his campaign yeah. and build it up through the community. And then the community demands it in the store. Yeah. Well, why y'all had this in the store? It's delicious. Mm -hmm. You know, because the traditional I'm bucking something 
that I'm creating something. I've created something that's different. Because sometimes they have us isolated in boxes like we're just Hennessy drinkers. We don't know about bourbon. Exactly. Hennessy is bottom shelf. Patron is. is bottom shelf. I want to elevate everybody by putting premium ingredients in my stuff. And you don't have a hangover. You're not left with a hangover because it's not full mm -hmm. of sugar and crap in it. You know, it's a premium beverage. So Yes. Y'all hear that out there, all y'all Patron drinkers? I'm not crapping on Patron, but there's so many other liquors so out many, there. So, so many. So many that y'all could be drinking. So many. So many. That's like... Patron is the base level. Hennessy is the base level. Whiskey, bourbon, that's base level. When you come into a bar and I'm going to tell you, as a former bartender, you coming in, Hennessy, I know you don't, you're a rookie. Mm -hmm. It's like you coming in asking for a Long Island. Uh, you're yeah. a rookie. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm that way about wine. I remember years ago, um, you know, people will tell you that I'm a wine snob. Mm -hmm. And so I went to a bar and this girl comes to the bar and she's like, you know, all <laughs> and she's like, can I have a white Ziffindale? And I immediately was like, ew. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ew, what is that, girl? We don't we don't do that around here, yeah. you know. So um I definitely I yeah, definitely you get understand it. it. And yeah. I want people when people say I'm a wine snob, right. I agree with you. It's not that I'm a snob. I want my friends to be elevated and yes. people that I know to be elevated. You're like, knowledgeable. There's, yeah, there's other wines out there and they come from different countries yes. and regions and yes. whatever, but they don't teach us that stuff. Yes, no, no. You know, and or they no. also think that we don't know. Exactly. When I've gone to restaurants and ask for the wine list, and I ask for a particular kind of wine from a certain country, I have had waiters kind of be like, Ugh, oh, yeah. really? Not, <laughs> yes, yes, sir, I do. Uh -huh. I do know that. Uh -huh. I do. Uh, so moving on from that, uh -huh. uh, what are some of the flavors? Uh, okay, so I have three different flavors under the Underground Lab, which has been a great sponsor. Um, to, I have a total of, to answer your question, let's reverse have a total of 15 flavors. I'm actually gonna uh, consolidate some of them. My bourbon lines have done very well. My bourbon lines um, have done very well. I have rum base lines as well that have done good. And I have a vodka blend, which is a leche, based off a leche martini. So total I have 15. I have three, like this is uh, the TUL, the Underground Lab Ascension which is a bourbon blend. It's a delicious blend. Um, it's so good, y'all. Yeah, it's, it's full so body, good. full body. It's something you can drink chilled, straight up with a cigar. You can just relax with it. And um, But total, I think about 15 flavors. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And if you had to pick a couple of favorites for you, what mm -hmm. would they be? So definitely um, cherry bourbon. Um, I love the, 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 I have a new flavor, it's a Quiet Storm, which is a, um, which is also um, Ascension. So it's two names for the same blend, which is a cherry amaretto bourbon blend. And then I uh, like Blue Magic because my first cocktail I've ever drank in my life was a blue motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And I've been chasing that high when it comes to drinking <laughs> ever since. I drank a blue motorcycle in Norfolk State versus Virginia State in Norfolk, Virginia years ago okay. and I felt like I was on clouds so I modeled my sangria blend as far as it's like a tropical Long Islandish blue motorcycle but it's, it's just off of that blend the ingredients involve rum mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. all right yeah I have to say that the cherry bourbon is my personal favorite <laughs> I love it I mean I like them all mm -hmm. I haven't really had one that I didn't like mm -hmm. But if I had to pick one, the cherry bourbon absolutely. is absolutely my favorite. It's super smooth, mm -hmm. you know, and 
Uh, I've had a lot of guys tell me that as a man, they feel like they can have this and not feel like, you know, they're drinking something fruity and girly or whatever it is you want to call it. And that's a successful story. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Yes. It's, it's so good, y'all. Mm-hmm. So one other question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for anyone not only breaking into the wine mm-hmm. industry, but also just into business? Because yes. like yourself, yes. um, I became a pandemic entrepreneur yes like a lot of people of color Mm -hmm. and a lot of women as well um and it it was a great opportunity Mm -hmm. because we had the time to Mm -hmm. do it but it was so many of us doing it you know we've never done it before yes i've never been an entrepreneur before i don't know if you had done that before i have you have Mm -hmm. i was just kind of feeling my way through Mm -hmm. so if you had maybe three pieces of advice what would you what would you give so so and 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 i'll and i'll give you those three pieces of advice coming as a person of color so um and i had a conversation with a gentleman yesterday mm-hmm. at a cigar spot um uh cortez cigars we was he was a businessman okay and it was like we were discussing the challenges so the number one piece of advice is you have to be passionate about it you have to believe in yourself and be passionate that you know that um, with this passion, it's not work to you, you know, because you become your own boss. Mm-hmm. You have to have that passion wake you up in the morning. You have to dream with that because I, I know the vision of where I want to take this for our community, what I want to do with this sangria and the lanes I want to create with it, the opportunities I want to create. So the number one is passion. The number two is Capital may be challenging, you know, money. Mm-hmm. You can because, say that one more time. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I don't have a, 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 a trust fund that I could dig into. Right. Not I'm not like uh, Jeff Bezos, who he went to his father and his father wrote him a $300,000 check. I, I don't have that. So you have to realize if you're creating a good product, the people will recognize that and you can kind of it will uplift you and to believe in that because some days I'm challenged I'm gonna be honest Mm -hmm. because of the supply side issues and everything I have to balance out that's that's number um number two and and then and then the third and most the third and most important piece is forget the haters you -hmm. know there will be haters that come in many forms like personally I dealt with a guy who uh, was I was wholesaling to who pretended that it was his sangria. Wow. And we had a conversation that I wanted to put him in position to, because the eventual thing is I want to open a sangria bar in a tropical location. That's the ultimate vision. Okay. But I said, hey, brother, you can be my brand representative in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to let him see the bigger picture. But he couldn't get out of his small state of mind, so... What ended up happening is he was, and I heard it from different people, is that he was misrepresenting the brand, presenting it wrong. Um, He was hating on a different side. Wow. Some people will hate. That's terrible. Yeah. Some people won't support you because they they may known you for a long time and don't believe in you. Mm -hmm. You know, but they can't stop what you're doing. They cannot stop your vision. You have to keep on going and and forget the haters. Okay. That's the ultimate thing because the haters if you if you feed into them then they, they, they'll draw you down but if you know your product is good it's all good 
you know that's great advice yes that's thank awesome you. advice thank you i mean i can't think of anything else really to add to it yeah you know? that's that's and just to life. keep going mm -hmm. you know i know that in business sometimes it's great when you can look at you know look at that website and you see orders coming in yeah and then some days you don't yeah and some days peaks and valleys yeah and, and some days the, there are multiple days in a row mm -hmm. where you don't and you mm -hmm. have to not get discouraged and you it's very easy to, yeah it is it's very it is easy, especially when you're starting out. absolutely i had a point in February, March, I was thinking about going to get a part-time job, you know, because it was peaks and valleys, and, you know, I still have responsibilities, you know, responsible adult, and it's, um, you have to utilize social media, you have to you just just think, you have to re reinvent yourself sometimes, you know, you'd be a renaissance person, step outside of your own way, but um, definitely keep at it, and, and, and it's, it's, it is peaks and valleys, you know. So it's it's funny how um, you know I'm going to say God because that's what that's who I believe. Me in, too. But Me for too. For those people, the universe, whatever, how that works. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you would be here with Huck Spirits if there was no COVID nineteen? Nope. And um, I'm gonna give you another layer. If we didn't, if we if we didn't have a a guy in 1600, was it Pennsylvania Avenue, uh -huh. who didn't take it serious and didn't didn't lock it down the way it should have been. Mm -hmm. I would not, Huxpurs would not have been here um, because I would have still been working in the Matrix. Right. And it's a, um, my, one of my favorite movies is Collateral with um, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Yes. And Jamie Foxx was in the car with Tom Cruise and he asked him, he was telling him about his, uh, his business that he was going to do 10 years from now. He's been driving cabs for 10 years, mm -hmm. but he's still going to do this. And then... Tom Cruise just kept it real with him. He said, you're never going to do it. When you finally do it, you're going to be old. You go home, you box out, your daytime. I can remember the, the, the lines, but what COVID did is it gave me uh, enough time to decide. I wasn't going to work for in the Matrix any, anymore where they still took PPP money and still laid you off. You yep. know what I'm saying? And then we were disposable. I said, I'm going to invest in myself, you know, and I invested in myself and I, uh, I did what was necessary to do it. You know, I sacrificed. So without COVID, I would not have started it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of businesses, I think yeah. that, uh, were direct products yes. of that. Yes. My, myself yes. as well. You know, mm -hmm. this podcast, yep. uh, matter of fact, the week that we're recording this marks a year. Congratulations. Since I recorded my first Congratulations. show. So thank you for being on my anniversary Absolutely. show. It's a pleasure because we're both COVID it. businesses. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I decided that I was going to step out there yeah. and do this show step and the out there brand faith. and uh, the makeup line and all the other things that mm -hmm. I'm doing. So, you know, it's a pleasure to be sitting here Absolutely. with another fellow entrepreneur yep. um, uh -huh. that's successful. And, you know, you are uh, you're I, I admire you and I look up to you and vice I'm versa. The energy is the same. The energy is the same. I'm telling you, I came down here. Um, it's been difficult, you know, because sales sales go up. But. Again, speaking back on just being a black entrepreneur, you know, it's supply side issues and stuff like that. So it's always a pleasure to be around, among like-minded people, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. So. <laughs> so, well, before I let you uh -huh. go, tell the people where they can buy Huck Spirits. All right. On www.huckspirits.com. Follow me on Instagram at Huck Spirits, TikTok Huck Spirits. Uh, Facebook Huck Spirits, Twitter Huck Spirits, 
Everywhere, Husperics. Everywhere. 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 Listen, get you some. And more importantly, when you go get the TUL line, it's delicious. I'm trying to tell you this one is the uh, the Ascension. Try it. It is delicious. Tell them that Melanin360 and Jeray sent you. <laughs> and use their code, the Wind Down Wednesdays. Yes. Wind Down Wednesdays. Uh, is it WDW? WDW. WDW. Yep. And they can use that on the website. Yes, indeed. When they... Yep, and they get a 10% discount. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much. My pleasure. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. And listen, that wraps up another episode of the Melanin 360 podcast. You can find me online on Instagram at underscore Melanin 360. You can also uh, go to the website, www.melanin-360.com. There you can find everything that I do. You can also find the Melanin 360 beauty brand on there as well. So we will check you out next week. Holla at y'all later. Peace. Paving this city crank.